Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a mundane conversation, or we hope to. One thing that we can promise is that this conversation, we will try to make it less than fascinating so that you can feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen, relax, and chill. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is... Uh, someone who's dear to my heart, and that's Amanda Barker. Welcome. Thank you. What a wonderful introduction. That was really sweet. Every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, that's. I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> so um, today's episode, once again, is it's a double first season episode, and this one here is book clubs and reading. One of my favorite topics. I can't wait to talk about book clubs. The reason I wanted you here, especially in particular for this, is because you are in a book club. I am. So you can sort of give us the details that we need for those of us who have never been in a book club, who are interested in a book club. How does it work? How does one get involved in a book club? Tell us your journey to this book club. Absolutely. Well, it's interesting with book clubs because I think the reputation for book clubs is that they're a bunch of sort of middle-aged women drinking wine and reading, you know, the Fifty Shades series. Now, that's not completely wrong. <laughs> that sort of image exists for good reason. Sure. Um, and I think there's definitely elements to that in the one that I'm part of. But I should say that there are all kinds of book clubs. And I really think that um, we should, it should become a multi-gendered thing. Um, but for now, it does tend to sort of skew a little bit more on the women's gatherings type of thing. And okay. I think traditionally it was. And I will say that the book club that I am in is exactly, uh, well, not exactly that, but close to it. So I had been wanting to join a book club for many years, but it was sort of a back burner kind of goal. Sure. And I have uh, two really good friends who I've known, one of whom I've known for 20 plus years. Right. The other of whom I've known for almost as long, 15 plus years. I actually um, introduced them or sort of they know each other by way of me. Cool. It's probably a better way to put it. Now, this friend isn't Oprah, is it? Because I know that Oprah also put her mark on the book club with her Oprah book club. And you know what? That's probably where the this image of women only sure. wine and that type of thing. Right. That's probably where that sort of stems from, or at least in part, I suppose. Um, but so no, maybe. I'm not friends with Oprah. Not yet. True. Good point. Um, 
so uh, yeah, no, my friends were um, actually Megan is the one that I was in a uh, theater um, collective with sure. uh, many, many years ago and in Fredericton, New Brunswick. She moved to Toronto after myself and I ended up helping her out and getting her a job somewhere. And um, then she met my good friend Amber, who was actually the sister-in-law to your very good friend and uh, colleague, Ali Hassan. I do another podcast with Ali called Eat and Drink, but I do want to get both Megan and Amber in the studio to do an episode. They would they both be great ones to talk to. Sure. You could sort of do a book club part two or part three even with them. So they have become really close friends over the years, and they, along with other friends that they know through various means, started this book club. Now, I kind of wanted to get in on the book club. Um, however, at the time, I was touring with a show. Right. Actually, a Fifty Shades show. So based on a book. Funnily enough, yeah. And uh, and a lot of book clubs, in fact, came out to see that show. Wow. And so I was touring with that exclusively for three years. So I wasn't able to commit to being in the same place every month or anywhere every month for those three years. And that was sort of when their book club was forming and getting its feet. But seven years later, it's still going pretty strong. Wow. And last year, I reconnected with Megan. I hadn't seen her in a while and and reconnected with Amber and... Um, we ended up having a baby shower for Megan, and it was a lot of almost exclusively members of this book club. Cool. And so they said, well, why aren't you part of it? You should join. And I said, you know, I couldn't when you started, but I would love to get involved now. And so it's an interesting thing joining a club that's been together for seven years. Right. So Was um, it cliquey? Did some of the book club people not talk to you? Were you stuck in a corner at some point? Not at all. Okay. They were lovely. And and I think they've sort of found a neat sort of balance. They've gone through phases where it was imperative that you read the book. Sure. They've gone through phases where nobody wanted to read the book. And they've sort of struck a nice balance in the in-between. So the so way— let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah. How do you determine what book is going to be read for the book club? Is it like next week we're reading this book? or So the process that they have figured out in mm-hmm. this time, they choose the books at the beginning of the year. So you have a sort of beginning meeting, January, maybe early February, whenever. I think ideally January. And everybody gets together and everybody presents at least one choice, but usually more than one choice. So it's a collective decision cool. in terms of what, what book. So you pitch a book? Is that what you yeah, do? Yeah, you pitch. Okay. So I pitched three books this year. Um, and uh, the one that everybody most resonated with was the one that we went with. And also you pick, in this book club anyway, you, sure. you pick a month. You know, I'd like to host in the summer so we can enjoy my back deck or... I'd rather host in the fall because my birthday's in the spring, whatever it is. So you pick not only the book that you want the club to read, right. you pitch it, but you also pick the month in which you want to host, right? and that will be the month in which your book is the book of that month? That's right. So I need to ask you, because I'm sure our listeners are wondering, what book did you pitch that got picked? I actually pitched the three books that I have been the voice of. For audiobooks. So, so Amanda's also an audiobook 
artist. I am a voiceover artist, and I do. I have three audiobooks Tell out us. right now. So the first one is called The Shore Girl by Fran Kimmel, who's an amazing um, author from Alberta. And it's a really beautiful, sweet, unexpected novel. It's a really lovely novel. So that was the first one I had ever done. Um, the next one was Escape Plans by Toronto author Terry Vlasopoulos, um, which is a beautiful novel with three three members of a family and uh, about a tragedy in Greece and how it affects these three members of a family. Wow. Beautiful book. And then the last one, which is the one that they ended up choosing, is called Disfigured by Amanda Leduc. And it's a beautiful book. Um, the author, Amanda Leduc, has cerebral palsy. And so it's about her personal journey with cerebral palsy, but also about her delight and fascination with fairy tales. Wow. And in fact, our society's delight and fascination with fairy tales and how we internalize the stories of Disney and others um, in our collective culture. And what does that look like for us? What does that mean for us? It's a really wonderfully written and very um it's a book that definitely makes you challenge your own thinking so that's the one that they decided to go with a lot of them are mothers sure with very young children so they're really steeped in fairy tales so it's something they wanted to discuss and the month that i chose okay. was june oh wonderful and because we have a back deck here mm -hmm. in our house i thought it'd be lovely to get everybody together and enjoy some of that early summer sunshine while we sip cocktails and, and talk about making space. Maybe we'll string some garland since we talked about it in the last episode up in the and put it in the backyard for your book club. Perhaps the bunting I can instead of saying happy birthday or congrats on the baby it can say happy book club. Fantastic. So Amanda you love not only are you a voiceover artist who reads um, books um, I think I said that wrong but you get what I'm saying mm -hmm. uh, but you love to read. I do. And before we get there, where can people find those audiobooks in case they want to hear your reading of them? There's lots of places that they could find them. Uh, the Shore Girl and Disfigured are both readily available on Audible. Great. Um, the Shore Girl is readily available at the Toronto Public Library. And I believe the other two will soon be available there as well. Wonderful. Um, or really anywhere books are sold. I believe Chapters Indigo has all three of them as well. Great. And if they don't have them in your library, you can always request it. And then the libraries will do their best to make sure that resource comes to their library for you. Mm -hmm. What is your process when you read? When I read? Uh, you read uh, books for pleasure is what I mean to my say. My process? Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, do you have a special bookmark you like to use? Do you dog ear the pages? I know where you like to read. I love to read in a bath. That is my favorite, favorite place, certainly. I love to read in a bath or anywhere near water. So I love to read um, by the lake. Uh, I love to read on a beach. I love to read up at the cottage sure. on the shores of Georgian Bay. That's my happy place. And a book just makes it all the better for me, no matter what book it is, usually. Um, so, yeah, that, I guess that's part of my process. But in terms of I don't really have a special bookmark. Mm -hmm. Usually it's just whatever I can find, although I try to use a bookmark for books. What I, bookmark are you currently using? Uh, I'm actually currently using a postcard 
from Salt Lake City. Oh, no, from Park City, Utah. Okay. Um, but I keep meaning to use the bookmark on my nightstand, which is from Istanbul. Okay. <laughs> um, do you read in the bathtub and when the water gets cold, you're done? Or do you read to the chapter's end? I usually think, okay, I'd like to, it's usually a matter of time. Oh, I see. So for me, I'll say I'd, I'll, I'm happy to stay here for an hour in the bath. I'll read for an hour. Or really, this is a 20-minute pre-dinner bath, so I'll just give myself 20 minutes to unwind, um, to try and put my phone somewhere where I can't reach it. Sure. And just to read a few chapters. Circling back to the book club, was there a book that you read in the book club that you wouldn't normally read, but that you read and brought you much delight? It's a great question. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Ice T's biography. I don't think I would have sought that one out. Sure. I found it at the library. Mm -hmm. Even that was a little hard to find. It's been out a long time. Okay. Um, and I quite enjoyed it. I didn't really know much about Ice T, the singer and actor, and he's had a really rough, fascinating, magical life. So reading about his life, I love. A biography, I really do, especially an autobiography. I love listening to a autobiography read by the author. Yeah. That's well, one of my favorite things to do. Well, the May selection is Julie Andrews's latest book. She already has a biography out about her early years as an actress, but this is about her later years in Hollywood, and so that's the next book that I'll be listening to, so perhaps we can listen to it together. Oh, that would be fun. I love listening to autobiographies of artists that I wouldn't necessarily read or have interest in, mm -hmm. just to hear the perspective of someone who doesn't, uh, that's Amanda's glass just uh, tinkling there a little bit, um, that I wouldn't necessarily read and hearing a story I wouldn't expect. I think that happened with uh, Jane Fonda, I think we listened to one I time. I that on, autobiography. We listened to that autobiography driving to Tennessee and back, Right, I think, is where we went. And I really think an autobiography is read by the author. There's something so engaging about a story and just hearing somebody tell their stories. I think we as humans, we all want to hear, you know, the story of somebody's life. Sure. So they make for great lessons in the car, certainly. There are certain uh, books I fell in love with listening to it, and because I was able to listen to that book, I ended up listening to the entire series written by that author, right? Uh, which I wouldn't sit down and actually read. So mm -hmm. Dan Brown is one of those people. Oh, okay. I wanted to, I wanted to sort of catch up on the Da Vinci Code when it was really big and popular, right? And I knew I just didn't have time to read it, so I picked up the audiobook and listened to it as I was driving back and forth uh, from work. Mm -hmm. And I managed to finish it within four days. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'll pick up all his other books right. that are on audiobooks. And I did that. And you know me. I'm a huge fan of libraries. And I every every month I go on the library webpage to see what new audiobooks have come out. And uh, I always try to jump on the chance of listening to something before anyone else does. Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting how at least the Toronto Public Library, and I think other libraries follow a similar system. Sure. Um, they only have so many copies of an audiobook that they purchase. Right. And so you do have to wait the same as you would wait for a popular book. Uh, you do have to wait to listen to a popular audio book. Um, but I think most of them are worth 
worth that weight. Absolutely. Um, I have a question for you. Sure. Have you ever joined a book club or wanted to join a book club for audiobooks or otherwise? I haven't, but I would join a book club. I think I would. Uh, I think I would enjoy that, especially if it was an audio book club. I think I would really get a lot out of that. Maybe I'll start one. I will say for anyone wanting to start a book club, sure. having joined, been a late uh, joiner to this book club that's been around for seven years, I do have a few tips. Oh, that would be great. Um, learned from them. So the first one is, in fact, have a really wide net. And what I mean by that is they actually have sort of an active list. They've had lots of people sort of come and go from the book club, but they have an active list of members that is, I think, uh, maybe 15 or maybe 18 people long. And the reason it's such a big book club, in fact, is because, um, you know, people have busy schedules often. And so we are always sort of guaranteed to have at least four or five people on any given uh, meeting any given day. Sure. So, you know, we have some where there's 10 people, maybe some where there's all 15, and then others that are a little more intimate with four or five people. But you always have enough that you have a beautiful chance to discuss the book and also enjoy each other's company, talk about your month, eat some brie. So that would be my first one is actually okay. have a bigger group than you would anticipate so that when you have people that, you know, get busy or, ha or can't show on that date or are on vacation or all the things that they might be doing. Of course. Then you know you'll always have somebody there. And it always makes for a different dynamic depending on who can come. So that's my first one, my cool. first tip. Before we go to your next tip, I mm -hmm. just want to mention doing a little bit of reading on book clubs. There are two sort of concepts within book clubs that I found interesting. Mm -hmm. One is the open loan. In other words, I loan you this book to read with the expectation of it coming back to me. Okay. And the other one is called catch and release. So in other words, I give you the book with no expectation that it's going to come back to me. That's, catch and release. That's yeah. how I... Um, have all books. I don't believe in keeping books simply because I don't, it's just something that I don't want to make space for. And it's pretty rare that I read the same book twice. Fair there are very, very few books that I've loved over the years or that have um, symbolic meaning to me or, you know, um, have good memories tied to them. So there's a few that I keep, but I don't allow myself really more than 10 or 15 okay. at any given time. What's your second tip? So my second tip is to vary it up. In this book club, they found that it helps to not just have narrative novels. Oh, I see. So, for example, this year, um, within the 12 months, we have novels. We have a children's book that, you know, you could read in, in five minutes probably, we have um, podcast episodes. We have a magazine article. Oh, awesome. Um, we have self-help books. So there's all sorts of different ways to sort of join. And that way it doesn't always become a task. Some people want to sink their teeth into a 350-page novel. Right. And for some people, that's not for them. We always say come no matter what if you've read it or not. Oh, that's great. So you yeah. don't feel like... You have to tear through the book or lie about it if you don't mm -hmm. finish it. For me, I have enjoyed reading everything and making it my priority and my goal to read everything. That might not always happen. Sure. I, I'm, again, as I said, I'm newer to the club. But I do think it's a good thing so that 
you know, perhaps, oh, this is only an hour podcast. That's an easy listen. Right. But also in an hour podcast, as we both know, can incite just as much discussion as a 400 page novel. And I think it's just nice to sort of have those different touch points so that everybody can feel like it's not always, you know, a narrative piece, if, right. if, if that's what the group decides. How does the discussion work at the club regarding the book? Generally speaking, we get together, um, we talk a lot about our lives and check in. Right. You know, how's your daughter doing? What's going on work-wise? Sure. Um, and actually, that would lead to my probably third point. Okay. Which is get a real variety of people in that club. Now, we do happen to be all women. Okay. Um, and that serves us. Mm -hmm. um, and that's up to, I su suppose, whoever's in the club, what, sure. what they want to do. But, um, you know, within that group of women, we have um, professional bakers. We have TV personalities. We have people who work in marketing for a beer company. We have a social worker. We have a nurse. Um, somebody else who works for the city. We have an actress, um, a yoga instructor, right. so um, marketing professional, you know, people from all walks of life and also people that don't all know each other outside of the book club. So it makes it a really interesting, unique kind of special experience because, um, for example, uh, Laura, the only time I'll see Laura, um, she lives in a different city. Right. She has a job that's not similar to mine. So the only time I get to see her and catch up with her is on the book club. And I think it's just healthy to have people that aren't all like-minded. Right, right. And mm -hmm. I guess that would leave, lead to some interesting discussions. That's just it. Do you have like a list of discussion questions? Because I know certain books now will actually have at the back pages discussion questions one can discussion questions I should say mm -hmm. one can raise if they're in a book club reading that book so it's interesting and I think it for us it's up to whoever's hosting oh so the responsibility lies on the host so for example there's one participant Dana um, who uh, has a really interesting and varied background both in social work um, and also in beer in fact and she um, she likes to have specific questions that we kind of go around and and chime in on or, sure. or talk about our opinions of. And she tends to lean towards more self-help, self-realization. Cool. So it becomes a lot of reflection, which is really healthy and kind of makes for a fun discussion. Those are books that I love, self-help. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just love tearing. I can tear into one of those in like three nights if I'm... Well, if I can't sleep. you're going to see me. I'm reading a narrative novel right now, but it's actually one of the few that we chose. There's a lot more of the self-help coming up this summer in my Great. book club, so you'll see me reading a lot more as time goes by. Oh, I can't wait. Mm -hmm. um, I love opening a brand new book that's never been opened. Really? It's something that I've always loved. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like the cracking of the spine? Yeah, or? and just even just being the first to, to turn the pages. Oh, so I – okay, so here's my question. Yeah. Do you prefer that over a library book? Well, you're, it's almost intuitive you ask me that question. So one of the things I love to do, so I love new, brand new books. Mm -hmm. But you know, and my listeners know, I love libraries. My right. preferred place to get books is the library. So how does one get a brand new book from the library, which is meant as a resource for m multiple people to read books? What a conundrum. 
what I do is, and I do love self-help and I love uh, nonfiction. Mm -hmm. So when I watch television and there's an author who's promoting a new book that has just come out. Okay. I will go to the library webpage. No, you don't. I do. And I reserve that book. So that, in part, so that you are the first person to read it? N- so not, you can crack the spine? Not to, not for that reason. That's okay. a bonus feature. But I love to be one of the first to receive the book. And a, and I read, didn't know yeah, this and about read, you. Yeah, I really didn't. That's why sometimes you'll see me reading books that you're like, why are you reading that book? Because I will, will have seen that author on television you know, trying to promote their book, right. and I go on the web page, right. and I'll reserve it. And oftentimes, I'm the first to reserve it because I get on it so quick that the, those books aren't in the library yet. I see. But when they do, I'm the first to request it, so it comes to me first. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's my secret that now is out, and I'm afraid that I might not get be the first to open those books. Wow. You, you'll often see books that you're like, why are you reading that book? That doesn't seem like a book. Interesting. But that makes sense because I know you feel that way about paper and about journals and about notebook. You love Mm. to crack the spine of a new journal or notebook. So to that end, it does make sense for Mm. me. I don't have that. Um, And I think in part maybe because I'm a second child or a middle child. Okay. I was always reading my sister's books after the fact. So there was no sort of delight in a new book. But there was delight in new reading material. Right. But I didn't care if it had been through 10 other hands. One of my favorite gifts to give are books. Yeah. It's an interesting thing to give a gift as a book. I will say one of my all-time favorite books and probably my all-time favorite series of books was given to me as a gift uh, by my good friend Daniel. Daniel Krolik, who was a guest on this show. That's right. And will be appearing in season four a few times actually oh wonderful and he is a wonderful person well to talk about with books but he bought me he's a voracious reader he is he is we're both Virgos so we I think that's part of it perhaps but um, he bought me My Brilliant Friend and that was a book by Elena Ferrante My Brilliant Friend and I sort of took it on a trip thinking you know that this is a book I don't think it'll resonate with me or maybe it will who knows of course I read it and loved it and ended up reading the entire series you know not sleeping because I couldn't put it put any of the books down so a book can be an amazing gift absolutely it can be a journey like this episode was Mm -hmm. Amanda thank you once again and I hope this inspires everybody to enjoy a bit more reading fantastic well we hope like we always say, this was a podcast you didn't get to the end of. But if you did, we hope once it's done, you will sleep.